This is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by my buddy Joe Quattrochi. Does anybody have a copy of The Force Awakens I could borrow? No, buy it yourself. Kyle Ostrander. Chuck Fitzgerald. (laughs) I don't have any sound effects, but uh, I've only seen The Force Awakens. And from across the pond, he's surrounded by idiots, Stephen Maxwell. I certainly am surrounded by idiots. How you gentlemen doing tonight? Awesome. <laughs> Better than you. How are you, Dave? Yes, Dave. I'm not feeling the greatest. I'm actually <laughs> recording with a major fever, and once I finish this, I'm going straight to bed. You're a trooper. Still Although... Sick. <laughs> Although, uh, I'm not the trooper here. It's Steven who's the trooper because it's 2 in the morning now and he's recording out in the UK. Ach, needs must, eh? Needs must. Well, we appreciate it, Steven. And before we get into our topic, let's have a word from our sponsor. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Gico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Excellent. He's got a voice like butterscotch. He does. Actually, his voice is as smooth as Joffrey's coffee. Surprised you didn't go with that one, Kyle. That was a, a pretty decent setup. I'm drinking bourbon tonight, so I'm a little slower. Well, put some bourbon in your Joffrey's. It tastes really good. Not a bad idea. I see your training is going well for dark side, Kyle. Hit the bourbon hard. We yes. Before the race. <laughs> I 12. thought that was the requirement to race. Yeah, it's 12 days. So, yeah, a week and a half. There you go. God, I wish I was running. Heather's running now, for those of you who are listening. Great. Yeah. So, first, it's like, oh, I'm not running. I'm not running. Now I'm running. Oh, geez. She, she got it. She's doing the half. Oh, me? God, no. <laughs> Come on, Chuck. No, not... <laughs> no, no, no. Her. I can get you a 10K, bib. No, she's. Uh... Wait, wait. You can? Wait, what? Yeah. You can get a 10K, bib? Yeah, they're still, they're still available. Yeah, 12 days till the race. It's still available. Half marathon. <laughs> I thought, wait a minute, I thought the 10K was sold out because I was going to do the 10K and every time I went to sign up, it was sold out. I could be wrong, like as usual. I think the half is still open. Unless they reopened the, it, the, so I got to check that out afterwards. The challenge is still open. That's a 10K in there. Yeah, but I already paid for the half and I'm not going to be able to right. use it anyway, so. Chuck can use it. It's. <laughs> That's Use illegal. it for what? You can't transfer bids. You can't transfer bids. I mean, yeah. Sorry. 
Theoretically. Theoretically. Also, the but, Mickey dudes do not condone transferring of bibs. However, we're just going to stop this uh, conversation yes. because this may or may not have happened in the past. So we're just going to keep ourselves quiet. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know what you're talking rules. about there, Dave. Exactly. I don't know what I'm talking about either. <laughs> Nothing happened, Tyler. That's the NyQuil. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> and without further ado, let's get into our topic. So this one came from the Mickey Dude's vaults. We kind of maintain a uh, long-lasting list of possible topics. And a couple of months ago, our very own Kyle ended up uh, sending us an email saying, how about we do a show where we're armchair Imagineers? We pick an iconic scene in a Disney movie, and we make a ride based on that movie. And I figured it would be a great show topic. It took a little bit of research, so I've just been waiting for a time when all of us had time to do the research, and since it was Kyle's brilliant idea, we figured we would let him be on for this brainchild show, so... We're going to make Kyle go last on this, because I feel he's probably saving the best for last on this one. Yeah, when so, you said little research, you're about right with little research. Yes, exactly. What, Mine, what was I just research? did off the top of my head. Research. I knew I forgot something. Look it up in the dictionary. I was hoping all... uh, no one takes yeah. my idea, because I ain't got no backup. I, before we continue, I do appreciate your alliteration of long-lasting list, Dave. Very well done. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, though, that's... Yeah, no, actually, that is alliteration because it's uh, consonant sounds. It's not assonance. That's uh, vowel sounds. I, like I said, I have a fever. I should know this more regularly. I do, but had a little bit of a brain <laughs> pop at the moment. So. Or you could have just trusted Excellent. that I was right because 99% but of the time always I wrong. Am. No, you're always wrong. All right, so with that, Chuck, since you like to talk, you're going to go first. What is your ride? Okay, so does everyone know what the best type of ride um, vehicle and type of ride that there is? Teacups. Of course, a dog ride. No, it is a boat ride. So I'm creating a boat ride. Um, One of the more iconic scenes from newer Disney history is... Oh, I just thought of it. Go I'm, I'm sticking with my original Go one. Go with your gut. Um, Princess and the Frog. Okay? It takes place in the South. Um, for the most part, there is, you know, the alligator. You know, Lewis, everyone's favorite. Um, so we're going we're gonna to incorporate the water into this. And the entire ride is going to be her journey through um, the, the movie. But the main focus of this is going to be the song Almost There. I don't know any of the details. I'm not... I'm an ideas guy. I'm not an engineer. Jeff can s- settle out uh, how we're going to make this work. But I really think that it, it's one of the more underrepresented attractions in Dis- or, excuse me, movies in Disney. There's a meet and greet with Tiana. I, does Lewis meet and greet anywhere? Anyone off the top of the Not head? anymore. He's not on anymore. one of those castle shows. He's, he's in he's the in show the and they have a... He's uh, in the uh, parade. The three o'clock parade. Yeah, and they... They have a uh, ice cream social now on the on the riverboat, but it's only Tiana and Naveen. Okay, so I first I think Lewis is one of the best uh, secondary characters, I guess you could call him, mm-hmm. within Disney lore. Um, so I, I really want to focus his relationship, and, and you know what? And I'm just spitballing, throwing things off the wall. It could be 
the story of the princess and the frog from Lewis's perspective. You are Lewis in the boat ride. I think. Okay, so I have an idea then for no, that. Go ahead. We can make it. We can make it that it's. Well, if it's if it's centering around Lewis and their journey, there were a lot of action scenes in the swamp from them trying to get rid of the. Uh, the crazy hunters mm-hmm. to uh, all the other gators trying to get at them. Yep. You can make a really uh, exciting, turbulent boat ride with all of those scenes and make that the kind of focal point. And then the last couple of uh, maybe 30 seconds or so kind of speed up to the happily ever after part. But really make it, we could call it like Tiana's Bayou Adventure or something like that. Why don't that. we call make it, it Lewis's Bayou Adventure featuring Tiana? That could work yes. too. I just went. I just went with Tiana because I figured she would have a better known name in the park. She'd than have Lewis, the draw, absolutely. But you know, I, I that's think why I Lewis figured it. Needs, Lewis needs some credit. He needs some love. I mean, he's often overlooked. Oh yeah, most definitely. But I like it. What about you guys? Yep, sounds good. Boat rides are fun. Boat rides are the best rides on property. They're family yeah. friendly. Yeah. So who cares if they're well? You know, pirates kind of family friendly yeah, you don't read too much into the story no it was, it was pirates a boat ride or a dark ride no pirates is a boat ride it's are you ride. what what's the motor what's the type of vehicle you're in a boat it's a dark boat ride dark, no, no. okay okay but by by that thought every boat ride is a dark ride what I'm boat rides with a, what with the exception of storybook land Cali, in disneyland jungle, jungle cruise now, actually, because they have a little bit of the animatronics in them, too, so I would actually consider it a dark ride, too, even though it's outside. So, there, uh, off the top of my head, what is the uh, the ride in Disneyland that takes you through Storybook Land or something like that? They have a train, and they have the canal boats. The canal boats, the one where you, like, the first scene is through Monstro. Yes. Does that go inside at any point in time, for those of you who have been to Disneyland? It doesn't go outside. What happens is you pass these small dioramas. Right. Of all okay. These so that is lands. the only example of a boat ride that is not a dark ride. I guess. I guess so. I would consider it a dark ride just because. What about Jungle Cruise? It's passing stuff. I would consider Jungle Cruise a dark ride too, just for the fact that you have the animatronic show. I'm thinking more the animatronic show makes something a dark ride. So. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is half roller coaster, half dark ride in my book. And isn't that how they build it when they yeah. initially made, mm-hmm. made it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess tweet us at the Mickey Dude. Say, say what you uh, actually consider to be a dark ride. We would appreciate it, listeners. Also, let us know that boat rides are the best rides. I'm going to have to agree with him again, and I don't want him to get a swelled head from being right twice tonight. So we are going to move over to our resident, trontastic Scotsman, Mr. Stephen Maxwell. Yeah, well, mine will be a Tron ride. No, I'm only kidding. Of course. <laughs> uh, with the Tron ride already being in Shanghai and possibly coming to uh, the Magic Kingdom to take over the Speedway, I think that... Maybe I'll just give that a, bit, a buy. Uh, Thank you. We really appreciate that. I know how much you like Tron, guys, you know. Apart from Joe. Joe loves Tron. Oh, He's yeah. Like me. That's the way to go. Pat loves Tron, too. Yeah. yeah all, well, know. they represent 50% of the people that have actually seen the movie. And there's three of them, <laughs> so that makes six. So, you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Pat loves Pat it. Loves, Pat loves Tron done, just you know? as much. Yeah. Pat loves Tron just as much as Becca loves the Miami Sound Machine. Hi, Rebecca. 
the rhythm the rhythm is gonna get you (laughs) (laughs) okay she's probably on her feet uh it is going to be a wee bit like the tron ride in shanghai to the the fact that you're actually lying down uh so i sprawled out but it is going to be a sort of soaring ride where you get a big imax screen in front of you and you're going to f- f- go back to finding nemo where you're going through the eac uh, with crush and it's just going to fill the whole screen you're going to be lying down pointing right at the screen you can't see anything else either side uh, unlike Soren where you can actually see the sides of the, the screen and down the bottom depending on where you're, you're based you're going to be lying down and this you're just going to have the ocean and you're going to be flying through uh, with Crush and Marlin and Dory by your side and things are going to like smash into the side of you uh, and you're going to go into whirlpools and you're going to have uh, everything like that it's just going to be an absolute riot of a ride. Uh, I think Soren's a wee bit sort of too namby-pamby and sort of too a subtle a ride in relation to this. But this is actually going to take you through the East Australian current and take you out the other side uh, and just have a, a great day, great fun. And just have all the theming with Nemo and you can stick it over with uh, the seas over Nepcot. Uh, no problem. It, the it would just fit in there perfectly and I know obviously having a couple of rides exactly the same as in like Soren and uh, the EAC ride maybe a wee bit different over Epcot but uh, I just think that that would be great I actually thought of an EAC ride too when I was going through it and I abandoned it for something else but I'm glad you did pick up on that and please every time you talk please incorporate the phrase Namby Pamby in it just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sounds so awesome when you say it. <laughs> I know, through in my nuances every so often. Uh, colloquialisms, as I would say. You say nuances? Yes, I was oh, about wow. to say that one too. Nuances. <laughs> nuances. Hey, Steve, Steve, Steve. What's that metal stuff you wrap around your food at night when you're done cooking it and you want to put it in the fridge? Please no, say tin foil. foil. Thank you. <laughs> what, what, I, couldn't, I couldn't hear him. I couldn't hear him. Right, tin oh, come foil. on, tin foil. Okay. What no. about what about the elements? Elements. Al- aluminum. You mean aluminium? Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> this episode. I don't know. Language with Stephen is brought yeah. to you not by Joffrey's, but by Kyle Little from the South. <laughs> brought to you by Reynolds uh, aluminum. I don't Reynolds know, Stephen. I yeah, think. There you go. <laughs> I'm just going with Austin Powers on that one. Oh, baby. They talk. <laughs> Joseph, what about you? All right. So as Steven said before, uh, him and myself are the two smartest on here who both love Tron. But uh, since uh, Tron has kind of already been taken, like he said, by Shanghai, and it's probably coming to the Magic Kingdom, I decided to go somewhere else. So anybody who listens to this podcast knows that I love cars. Okay. I know it's redundant, whatever. I know it's already been done in DCA, the whole Radiator Springs and all that stuff. But what I would do is take make another coaster ride, but make it not like Test Track or Radiator Springs. I would make it like a rock and roller coaster type where you're launching. Okay, um, The Cars scene would almost be all of the racing scenes. So it's going to be all of the scenes from when Lightning McQueen is running to all different kinds of tracks. Um, it's going to be essentially racing related. Um, 
It's going to be a coaster that's shot off from the start, like Rock and Roller Coaster. And you're going to pass by, like, grandstands. You're going to pass by, like, the pits. You know, they're going to have, like, you know, dioramas of, like, other cars and the flag stand and all that, all that kind of good stuff you see at a racetrack. Um, and you're going to have coasters that are going to be shot off but next to each other. So it's going to be two coasters loading at the same time and they're going to be kind of staggered. So one will pass the other while it's in motion. Um, and it's just going to kind of be like high bank turns, upside down stuff, kind of taking all like the crazy elements that you saw in cars with the cars, you know, cars, characters flipping all over the place in the moving and kind of making it into a coaster. I know it sounds a little crazy, but Disney World needs more coaster type rides, even though Chuck likes the boat rides uh, and Dave likes dark rides. But, um, I would kind of make this kind of a high-speed Lightning McQueen kind of deal. And you know, when you exit out, you exit into, like, the Victory Lane where you can get your picture taken with the Piston Cop, and there's Lightning McQueen there, so on and so forth. And I would maybe call the coaster, like, the Piston Cup coaster. I know it's not really too original, but something of that sort. But it will be, like, a kind of like a NASCAR kind of, like, racing-related high-speed bank roller coaster. That's what I would do. I mean, Radiator Springs is great in DCA. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Like it, the scenery is more like the attraction than the actual ride itself. This would be more of like the high speed ride, like the one coaster that I think Disney World really needs. Radiator Springs Racers has ruined my enjoyment of Test Track. Yeah, Test Track is like a, a moose bouche of uh, Radiator Springs, but this would be much more high speed. Is that coming to the uh, car, uh, mini cars lane in uh, Disney World? I mean, I'm just, you could put it wherever you want, but that's probably where we're going best. But My how do you feel question. about Carsland coming to Disney? How do What's I that? feel about all of you? I think it's, sure. I think it's great. I mean, we have double Fantasyland, double Tomorrowlands, we have double Frontierland. So, what's the difference? We have double Carsland. You don't have to build them exactly the same, but no, that's um, true. Disney World needs it. I, I really yeah. think that Carsland would be beneficial to Disney World as a whole. I mean. You're going to have to shoe it, shoehorn it in somewhere because there's no land that I think of except for maybe ho- uh, it's still Hollywood Studios as of this 30-second interval. Um, th- there's no park that it would fit in, per se. But, Joe, my question to you is, you said it's much going to be in the same aspect of um, Radiator Springs slash Rock and Roller Coaster, if I understood you correct, right? Yeah, so like you're going to take the elements of Radiator Springs where the, the vehicles ride next to each other and they mm-hmm. kind of look like the character vehicles, but they're going to be longer coasters like Rock and Roller Coaster and where they shoot off from a, like 0 to 60 or 0 to 70, like kind of like that. The linear induction. Correct, uh, yeah. I didn't know the exact okay. term. I was trying to avoid that. But thank you for What, what was that word again? Linear induction. Never ever say that again. What? That linear big long word. SAT word you just said. That's actually two words. But Whatever. I, I have another question. I just love how his eyes are popping out of his head as he's talking about this. That's Kyle. Um, is it, it's going to be longer than 90 seconds, right? Because Rock and Roller Coaster is a 90-second ride, and I, I think part of that comes from the, uh, the takeoff mechanism. I mean, I, I, would, I would hope it's for be longer than 90 seconds, and I would like to make it like a cell, have them side-by-side, side, so you have double the loading capacity... Okay, but it also gives you that feeling where, like in the movie or in real racing, you might see the coaster next to you, you might catch up to it a little bit, slow down, you know, like maybe Disney can work their magic where you almost feel like you're catching up to the coaster next to you, and there might be a different winner every single time. Um, so you'd only, not only 
double your capacity, your hourly capacity for, you know, load volume, but you also can work that into your, you know, the theming of the, uh, like the side-by-side coaster racing, essentially. I mean, okay. you, I, I don't want to see the exact same thing from DCA come over to Disney World. You know, Radiator Springs is awesome. It's a great ride, but I want something to the next level that's completely different. It takes the other side of the Cars movies, which is the on-track racing. And everybody knows here I'm a racing nut, so anytime I could incorporate that into a, a roller coaster or a ride in Disney, yeah, I'm going to try to do it. But that's why I wouldn't want it to be the exact same thing. It'd be more of the racing side of, of the Cars franchise. And you can incorporate all three. We don't know what the third Cars movie is going to be yet. But, you know, you can incorporate the international side of Cars 2 with the domestic side of NASCAR side of Cars 1, essentially. Now, question, a little bit off topic, but you mentioned the uh, whole dueling coasters thing. When you ride one of those dueling coasters, do you ride both sides or you just go on once? Oh, I mean, well, I guess you could ride both sides. I mean, I guess it depends. I mean, it would probably be the same track. Um, but, I mean, I guess you could maybe mix them up a little bit so it's... Uh, Maybe the left side is a little different than the right side, or you can name them. You know, you could probably mix them up. Sure, why not? Make it a road track. No, you absolutely have to go on both sides. I mean, I've been on roller coasters at uh, Cedar Point where it's the same track, but the the ride vehicles are actually split on either side of the track, and you it makes a huge difference on whether you're on the inside or the outside. Um, So I would definitely say you have to, even if it's the same track, you have to go on each side. I remember at the old Six Flags Great Adventure, the Batman and Robin Chiller ride had totally different tracks running side by side. Well, it's still their Great Adventure, by the way. <laughs> Not what it used to be. It's actually better. Six Let them Flags open up that so last back Is it a Great Adventure or a better adventure? It's great. Uh, no, it <laughs> used to be a better case. adventure back in the day. Yes. Now there's a whole section of the park that's been abandoned. It's just sad. I, I still miss the uh, Scream Machine, by the way, just for the record. Oh, yeah, me too. That was one of the best rides Even ever. though it killed your neck, I loved it. Yeah, it was still great. Bizarro is my favorite, even though I still call it Medusa. And Nitro. I'm not a fan. That's disappointing. But that's mm. my coaster. I'll ride it, but I'll it. ride it. But I like my looping hosters. It's just one of those things. Bigger thrill for me. But getting back to Florida and out of Jackson, New Jersey, thank God. Uh, Did we have to pay a toll to get out of there? Seems oh, yeah. Like we'd have to do and that. When we made when we made the left turn, we actually had to go right through a jug handle. But Dave, you better watch it. I might call my governor, and he's not going to let you over across the bridge. So, Oh, what? He'll just close it again? That's right. He's not going to let you over the border. <laughs> or, exactly. I'll, I'll bring him. I'll bring him a burrito. He'll let me through. <laughs> but he won't let you pump your own gas. No, Jeez. I've now, gotten Dave. out. And, I've gotten out and pumped anyway because I'm just I'm a New Yorker and I have no patience. So if they, they have literally thirty seconds. If not, I'm out there and I'm pumping my own gas. And I know Joe, you've done the same. Oh, thing. I do it. I do it all the time. I can't stand full service gas. So, just for the record, Dave, what's it. your ride idea? My ride idea. It's actually, not pumping your own gas, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Mine is actually going to be ran on horsepower. So don't step in the exhaust. Get it? Arc, arc. That's an Amish no, joke. No, that was... Try it again. <laughs> no, that was that was a joke from uh, the Amish country. They have these shirts that my, no, we, we my buggy it. is ran on horsepower. Be sure not to step in the exhaust, but... We, we got it. Just try something else. No, <laughs> I like it. Because mine has to do with horses. Okay, so being a native New Yorker, 
and uh, my old stomping grounds down in Brooklyn, I'm paying homage to the old Coney Island, which now they have uh, a newer version of Astroland Park, which has now added a whole bunch of roller coasters. It used to be just a cyclone down there. Back in the heyday in the 20s and everything, it had a whole bunch of different coasters. And one of the things it had was a coaster called the Steeplechase, where you actually sat on what looked like horses, and the, you would have a uh, safety device that went around your waist, and then you would hold on to the sides of the horse's ears, and you would do this little race through the whole park. And it was a roller coaster <laughs> disguised as a horse race. So I thought, let me play along with this. We're going to go and put this one in Fantasyland. And it's going to be all the way in the back of Fantasyland, uh, probably in front of Storybook Circus. And it's going to be this huge building that will be able to incorporate a green screen. And you're going to get on these Disney-fied horses, maybe horses that are similar to the Prince Charming Wheel Carousel. And... You're going to start off with the race, and it's going to be the scene from Mary Poppins where they're fox hunting, and they're going through the uh, countryside on the carousel horses. Then it's going to get a little bit more different because there's going to be holograms on the faces of the horses that are going to change them into wildebeest. And the more turbulent part of the ride is going to put you in the middle of the stampede scene in The Lion King. And then to finish off with a more calm sereneness after a big bit of a scare in the middle of the ride, it's going to be Marida's horse that all of a sudden you're on and she's riding through the countryside of Scotland. So kind of just take pay homage to some movies that don't have a ride in them and make them vintage fantasy land rides. Do you know do you know what I took from all that? What? I did not put enough detail into my story. <laughs> or three days. Three Anything days with Marida has got my boot. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, Dave. I my concern is the wildebeest part of it. Are we gonna let people cry on this ride? I mean, that was the most traumatic thing I've ever seen in a movie. Yes. Well, we're not gonna actually show that part. We're just gonna show the whole stampede. We're not gonna show the aftermath. But, but you brought it up. I mean, everyone's gonna know what happens. People don't Never. even like Alien Encounter. <laughs> <laughs> alien Encounter. No, don't get me started. Alien Encounter. Well, Disney movies are a bit depressing, so, you know, there should be a little bit of that brought into the parks, too. Disney parks run by Dave, now with 40% more depression. It's bad enough we got to go through metal detectors. <laughs> so there's going to be a beer car right outside this ride, right? I was going to say, they can sell Prozac outside it. <laughs> anyway, I thought the brief was for one, one scene, not several scenes. <laughs> Steve, you been on this podcast yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rules are kind of yeah in the eye of the beholder. Yes. Come on, give me a break. I spent most of the day in bed, so I had a lot of time to kind of just contemplate this because I had nothing better to do. So I had to go to go. baby shower, so no pity for me. Pity for you, right enough. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Kyle. No, 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 no. maybe. No. And on that note, Mr. Ostrander, what is your ride? Well, I think one of the movies from the Renaissance area has got a bad rap, and that was Aladdin with their stupid little um, magic carpet ride, a- a.k.a. Dumbo 2, 
<laughs> so I'm going to make a ride called Escape from the Cave of Wonders. And I'm going to put this thing completely underground. And I thought at first, is, is this logistically possible? No. But I don't think pirates, so. Orlando is pirates a swamp. Is, isn't Pirates Underground, essentially? Well, yes and no. <laughs> Te- technically, kind, we're kind on the of. second floor of Magic Kingdom, right? Correct, yes. So you're still you're still underground. You're under, you're underground. Well, the way no, what you're, happens you're on the first you're floor. on sea level. Yeah. Well, what right. happens is this: with pirates, the older building is when it starts up, and then you go down. You go down the um, the waterfall. That's you're going under the train <laughs> train tracks, and it is a lower level. But you're mm-hmm. actually not in the Utilidors. You're actually backstage at that point. There's a whole nother really? building. There's like an ex- yeah. I, when I took backstage Magic tour, they showed or the Keys to the Kingdom. One of them, they showed how it is. There's two buildings for pirates, and all of the uh, animatronic scenes take place backstage in the newer building. Okay, that's how it, how it works. Well, it's still gonna be underground. <laughs> okay, this thing's, this thing's gonna be underground. <laughs> You're going to walk in, you're going to walk up to the big old tiger head, he's going to yell at you for something, say whatever he says in the movie, and you're going to go in, and the queue is going to be, you're walking through the treasure room, you're walking through the cavern, and right before you get into your um, your ride vehicle, you see the lamp, and essentially, you know, if you can see my uh, quotation marks on podcast audio, you grab the lamp, and you look down and see Abu grabbing the... Uh, Forbidden treasure, and you get into your ride vehicle, which, like Joe says, shoot you off. Uh, what's that thing? A big word again, there, Chuck? Two words: linear induction. Also, that you word, said it's the Renaissance area. The Renaissance era. There we are. That's like <laughs> that's like that's like twenty seconds ago. It's anyway. bothering me. <laughs> really? And like Joe said, what's that word again, Chuck? Do it again. <clears throat> Linear induction. So you shoot off about ninety miles per hour, and you're going to twist and turn like you're riding the uh, magic carpet. Are you actually going to be in the magic carpet? Well, magic carpet type. Okay. Ride vehicle, but it's going to look like the magic carpet. Yes, okay. except it's going to need go- shoulder restraints if you're going ninety. Right. No, no shoulder restraints. Just be a Wait, man and ride we, it. Are we going to be seated, or is this going to be an, another type? Where you're um, horizontal, laying down. You're seated. Okay. Chuck with the criticalness tonight. Wow. Well, yes, no, I, 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 I didn't know because, game. yeah, I, I honestly, I, I didn't know if we were going to do a, a seated, like, train type thing with Kyle's um, idea here or if it was going to be more of a Tron cycle like Steven thought of. It's a freaking roller coaster. Okay, very good. <laughs> okay, Okay. Wait, that was it? That was it. No. Then once you, once you get shot off at 90 miles per hour, you're going to do some twists and turns like you see in the see in the movie. And you're going to be able to feel the heat in the lava. Um, you're going to see rocks falling. Like kind of, uh, what, I forgot what that was. You see rocks falling at you. Uh, you that would be uh, Big Thunder Mountain. You see that? Big Thunder Mountain. You have like a 200-foot drop. And once you have that drop, you can go back in the treasure room. The lava's still falling. You still feel the heat from the lava. And then you escape the cavern unscathed. Nice. Nice. Yes. I can dig it. Can you even take like, that a couple of steps further and just uh, replace it, replace Soren with it and do uh, Magic Carpet Ride in that way too once you get out of the Cave of Wonders? 
needs to be a roller coaster. Like Joe says, not enough roller coasters. Need some more coasters. And if there is any roller coasters, there needs to be more upside downs and twists and turns. You gotta Go to Paris for that. You gotta compete uh, with the uh, little brother down the street. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not talking Which about. We need SeaWorld. to do a show on. Yeah, and the big green monster down the street is probably my favorite roller coaster. And Dave, by the way, August we need to go because I haven't been to Almost Universal definitely. in a long time. So most definitely, that's on. That's definitely on the top to do list. And with that, I'm looking and seeing that we're actually a little bit shorter than we normally are. So, Joe, I know that you recently just had a trip there. Uh, it's, a, it's what is it this time? Um, what, what's your quota? You need four trips in a six-week period or something know. like that? Whatever I'm done, I try to, you know, get, get any use out of the uh, water park in the annual pass. Uh, you know. Nearly as much as you, Dave. Now, Joe has me has me uh, beat on that one, so. Nothing wrong with a day trip here or there. I'm only an hour from the park, so I'm down in Daytona, so. Exactly, so. You want to tell us anything about the last trip? Yeah, so I, I went for the day uh, with a friend of mine who lives in Tampa. We decided to do a uh, water park day because... I also have a water park uh, annual pass, and uh, for any of you guys who are interested in getting a water park annual pass, essentially if you go two times, it, essentially you break even on it. It's like 50 bucks a day. So I plan to be getting one, so you'll get one too again, right? Uh, well, yeah. So <laughs> I guess I'll be <laughs> renewing it. But um, we, we specifically went because we were there one of the first days that the new Misadventure Falls was open at Typhoon Lagoon. You know, we had seen some things about it, and they built it pretty quick. They built it within like, in a year it's over over it's over if you walk into the park it's over on the right hand side over by uh, crush and gusher and it's where i think the old i think it was where you snorkeled or something like that where the sharks were i don't remember that part but it's kind of over in that area so we decided to go we were like literally the first people in line the day not the specific day it opened but it was one of the first days that that it was open a couple of things. Number one is they were testing out the their new virtual fast pass or cueless fast pass. Essentially, what that was was you went up to like a, a table that was set up, and they had these like plastic cards with the Typhoon Lagoon logo on it, and it said "Crush uh, a Misadventure Falls," and it gave you a time to come back to. So that was like their version of fat. I guess they're exploring some new fast pass options. I guess Universal is doing something similar to that. Uh, at Volcano Bay with, like, I think, some electronic technology. I'm not quite sure about that, but this is Disney's version of trying to do something like that. So it wasn't super high-tech, but we went up, we got one of uh, the Fast Passes, and then we decided to go on the ride because we were the first ones there in the morning anyway. Just quick observations about it. It's a it's a family-friendly ride. It's something you could, you know, if you have kids, maybe four or five years old and over, you could probably take them on. The raft holds like four people, four or five, maybe pushing it. It loads very slow, though. It's a very slow loader. It looks like the cast members are having a really hard time loading these rafts, you know, and holding them for everybody to get into. Then you would continue up this long, like essentially like a, like a conveyor belt up to the top of the, uh, of, I guess, of the slide. And it's really well-themed. The theming, I really didn't completely understand. I had to look it up online what the theming was about. Um, I'm still not 100% sure what it was about, but, uh, you know, you could find it online what the theming was about. But anyway... It was a good ride. It probably lasted about 45 seconds. Um, I didn't get really that wet on it. There was a couple spots where you would go underneath and be water kind of dumping on you. It's one of those ones that you kind of just go back and forth like while you're in the round two with your family. I got off the ride and I gave it a meh, as Dave would say. So if you're looking for something that is faster and you know more exciting, this really isn't 
in my opinion, this really isn't a great, you know, a great ride for that. This is a great ride to take your kids on, for the family to do it all together. But besides that, the theming was nice. I mean, it was nice to the point where I don't even really remember that much about it. But I give it a, I give it like a B minus or C plus. You know, it, it was it was okay. It's not something I would be running to first thing in the morning at Typhoon Lagoon. Um, I probably would be heading out to some of the slides or, you know, even even the wave pool before this. It's not something I would be, uh, you know, rushing to go back to. Later on, in the day, we left Typhoon Lagoon. We were there for a couple hours. Later on in the day, uh, we decided to grab some lunch over at the Wilderness Lodge and headed over to uh, Copper Creek. And uh, we wanted to try out the, uh, the new Geyser Point Bar and the quick service over there. Unlike uh, Misadventure Falls... This first of all, this was very deceiving. It, it wasn't super fancy the quick service part, but the food was fantastic. I ordered a um, a smoked turkey and I substituted the fries for some uh, a quinoa salad. A friend of mine ordered a bison burger with the waffle fries. Ordered it. I got a twenty percent discount for being a annual pass member, which was fantastic. And then they give you your number. You sit down at the bar area. Um, there's some tables all around the bar. The bar is three sixty outside. And you could also sit on the um, the patio, essentially overlooking the lake. This bar is probably now my favorite bar on Walt Disney World property, combined with the quick service. The views, everybody keeps talking about, oh, the views are great. No, it was a beautiful day. It was crystal clear out, blue skies. The views were phenomenal. It was a breeze coming across. It was, it was quiet. This is an amazing place. I think that this bar is going to be very quickly become one of the more popular bars and people will be going out of the way for it along with the really good quick service food. My smoked turkey it was like fresh turkey like you would get like at Thanksgiving. It was it was fantastic. Along with the views, this I can't say enough. We we tweeted out some pictures from our Mickey Dudes account. I was posting my other, on other social media sites as well. This is really I can't say it enough. Once all the construction is done, this is going to be an awesome place to grab a drink when the sun is setting, when the electrical water pageant is out there. This is going to be a great spot, I'm telling you. I almost don't want to say anything so the word doesn't get out, but it's going to get out. But this is really an incredible place. The food was great. The, the service was fantastic. They brought you your food. Uh, they were they couldn't be more happy enough to you know take our dirty plates away from us. They explained all the specialty cocktails that the bar had to offer. They had the in-house channel on. They had uh, some sports on, too, as well. The only thing they didn't have going on is they didn't play a lot of music or anything like that. It was very quiet. Uh, so if you're looking for, like, a loud bar, this isn't the place. But besides that, this was an amazing bar. Uh, I give it two thumbs up, A+. Plus. Can't wait to go back there uh, in April over the uh, Looper Meet when we're all going to be down there. A lot of the Mickey dudes will be down there also for Star Wars weekend uh, for the Run Disney race. I hope we could get some drinks there at night. It was really, it was that good. Um, I can't stress it enough. If you're down in Disney, guys, give yourself an hour to go over there. You know, it's still under construction, whatever, but like that bar is open. The quick service is open. It's a great place to go and, and grab some lunch and just sit, grab a table and just enjoy the view and enjoy a little bit of peace and quiet that Wilderness Lodge offers. It's uh, definitely good. So I had two different experiences. I was a little underwhelmed at Typhoon Lagoon. And I was actually pleasantly surprised with Geyser Point over at Copper Creeks. Just a little update for everybody. I know these shows go out, you know, a week or two after we record these, but and it won't be so new. But just to give you guys a heads up, uh, if you haven't read anything or you haven't been down there, that's what to uh, to expect when you go to see these places. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate your feedback on all of that. I'm really looking forward to uh, checking these out myself. I know uh, our other Mickey dudes will be there, too. How would you compare Misadventure Falls to the raft ride at Blizzard Beach? Blizzard Beach is way better. It actually, really? yeah, Blizzard Beach is a better ride. Loads faster. 
Blizzard Beach isn't themed as well as this one is, right. as Miss Adventure Falls, like I said, because it's Blizzard Beach is kind of combined with everything else, like on the top of that that lift hill with the ski lift and all that stuff. Right. But um, yeah, that's a that's a better all around ride, I think. But the hmm. theming of this one was actually really good. Like when you're going down, you kind of see like the the detail they put in. But it, yeah, the Blizzard Beach was, is, I think, a better raft ride, and it loads faster too. And excellent. Is it true that they have animatronics? Yes, they do. Yes. So, so then, that, therefore, by my definition, it would be a dark ride too. <laughs> if you want to call it a dark ride, that's, a, uh, that's that's pushing it a little bit, but a little bit. Yeah. Sounds like, yeah, but it, like a time for a pool or something like that. Yeah, but if you're looking for something with like big dips or anything like that, yeah, you're not going to get that with Miss Adventure Falls. So. Do they have buffalo chicken dip, or are we just talking like big dips? You're not on the ride yet. Womp, womp, womp. That joke fell flat. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> yeah. We're going to try that one again. Joe, did they uh, change the channel to Stacy when you asked, or did you not ask? I didn't ask because I was in the middle of drinking my beer in the middle of the day. But mm. but they did have – they had the other – not the other Stacy channel, but the one that just has like the – WDW part. Today. There you go. It's all the hours and stuff. They had like three of those TVs channel on that two. channel. Yes. Channel 2. <laughs> Which, by the way, did you get my link I sent you before? I did, and It is I, fantastic, uh, that channel. I don't. I can't imagine Heather's going to appreciate that. I mean, it's. It, I was watching one before we recorded from 1991. That's how awesome it was. 24/7 Disney TV. Pretty much. Fantastic. <laughs> but Chuck, I promise next time I will ask to change uh, the channel onto Disney. I didn't want to give up my seat at the. You know, I was enjoying like the uh, the view and stuff, enjoying my beer. So you think because it's not, it's not loud because it's in between, you know, essentially hotel rooms. Well, it, it's right at the edge. It's right at the end of like the water, essentially. So it's gonna, it's going to be in between yeah. where the cabins are and where, like the kind of the pool the pool area is for Wilderness Lodge proper. So, but I think it's just okay. it's just a quiet. I think it goes with the whole Wilderness Lodge motif. There's not a lot of a lot of music out there. It's, it was just a, it was quiet, but it was very peaceful though. It was a good spot. I can't wait. Yeah, I, I love Wilderness Lodge bars and lounges. Yeah. It's yeah. So blackout party Friday. Be there. Yes. We're going to do a bar crawl of a uh, winter's lodge. Awesome. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. And while we plan that gentlemen, let's go around and tell everybody where they can find us on the various social media functions. Joseph. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Quat. You can also find me over at the resortloop.com DVC roundtable. Uh, we do our monthly DVC show over there as well. Steven. Yeah, you can get me on Twitter at SJM Disney and on Facebook on Stephen James Maxwell. Charles? You can find me on Twitter at Chuck in the Chat. Kyle? I'm on the Twitter machine at TurkeyLeg1 and Facebook, Kyle Ostrander. And you can find me on Facebook at Dave Koch and on Twitter at Figments Reality. Be sure to follow the Mickey Dudes on our Twitter account at the Mickey Dudes and check out our blog site for original content by all our Mickey Dudes contributors. Go on soon and read about uh, Kyle's misadventures during a hurricane. Misadventure. All three parts. Yes, part one, part two, and part three. (laughs) And that and the phone ringer is going to take us out. So, gentlemen and listeners, have a magical day.
You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.